It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo. And, Anthony, things look like they were slipping away for paranoid Mets fans a week ago, losing two out of three to the Nationals. But quickly, the team writes the ship over the weekend and now suddenly heading into Tuesday night's game. They're on a win streak, back right in the race, a half game back of the Nats, and, and looking good after a Monday night game in which they kind of switched the script a little bit on the Nationals. Same pitching matchup as last Wednesday, but a completely different Bartolo Colon against the same general lineup. Um, Usually you think that advantage would go to the hitters facing the same pitcher for the second time in a week. How was Colon able to do what he did on Monday night? Can I tell you, it's baseball, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bartolo Colon. (laughs) Yeah, well, it is Bartolo Colon. And the thing about him that you have to remember is that Stuff-wise, well, he probably has better stuff than people give him credit for because he can still throw in the 90s at, happy birthday, by the way, age yes. 43. Um, for him, it's all about location. If he's hitting his spots, if he's hitting the corners of the strike zones and, and forcing opposing hitters to swing at pitches that are pitchers' pitches, then he's going to do well more often than not. And when he doesn't have that location for whatever reason, it's baseball, like I said, it comes and goes. Uh, when he's not uh, as precise, when he's not as, as fine, when the balls are leaking into the middle of the plate, his stuff isn't good enough that he's going to be able to get guys out regardless like a Noah Syndergaard can when he's not hitting his spot. So uh, for Bartolo, it's all about location, and regardless of whether he's facing the Nationals two games in a row or the Rockies or the Reds or, or whoever, um, that, that's the name of the game. And it can come and it can go, and that's what you're going to get all season long. But overall, it's going to be a pretty consistent uh, statistical profile that you're seeing from Cologne. And that sets us up for another rematch as far as the mound matchup goes. Uh, Harvey and Strasburg, and this was a mismatch on Thursday, a 9-1 to win for the Nationals. Strasburg continued what's been a great season for him so far. And Mar- Matt Harvey continued to just kind of make you scratch your head a little bit. Two and two-thirds innings on Thursday, shortest outing of his career. I know he got some work in, obviously, um, and trying to tweak things in the bullpen. And there was talk about actually letting him take a little extra time off. That doesn't happen, so he's back on the hill here. What did he work on? What are the adjustments? And is there a vibe or a feeling that, that he's going to be more effective this time around? Yeah, well, what I found interesting was that, you know, pitchers typically throw their bullpen sessions between starts, um, and that's it. They do it off in a corner quietly, and they work on some things. But Matt Harvey almost made a little bit of a show out of his. Uh, he went to the main mound in City Field, uh, and the reason why he did that was, was twofold. One was so that he could get the adrenaline up. He, he actually faced live batters who stood in there and took swings. Um, so they wanted to simulate a real game and get that adrenaline up. And two was that they have their TrackMan system, their statistical system that they use there at City Field that they can draw data from. And that's 
velocity, that's arm angle, that's uh, arm slot, things like that. And, uh, you know, Matt Harvey wanted to see what he was doing mechanically, what he could do better mechanically. And uh, the Mets were curious to see about the velocity as well. But that's, that's a little less important. Um, and, of course, going into the start on Tuesday, they say uh, that they're confident in Matt Harvey. They have to be confident in Matt Harvey. This guy's a huge piece of what they want to do, of what they need to do to get back to uh, the playoffs, get back to the World Series, and ultimately this time around win the thing. So they need this guy to be right. Um, I, I do think not skipping him and letting him go out there, even against the same team, the Nationals, five days later, I do think it was the right call because uh, I'm not sure what you're accomplishing by sending him down to the minors. Um, maybe you could make a case that you could skip a start. And if he continues to struggle, I'm sure at some point the Mets will do that with Matt Harvey. But uh, for as long as they know that there's nothing physically wrong with this guy, uh, that it's just a matter of either mechanics or really just get wrapping his head around uh, what's going wrong with him, uh, then there's no reason to not keep putting him out there every five days, every five games, and saying, you know what, we need you to get right, so let's start now. As as tough a go as it's been for Harvey, Noah Syndergaard's been that good. National League Player of the Week a week ago as he went 2-0. and His ERA now under 2 for the season, and I thought this was an interesting stat, Anthony. Uh, there's a short list of pitchers since 1913 with consecutive games of double-digit strikeouts, no walks, and no earned runs. And Syndergaard now added to that list, along with Clayton Kershaw, no surprise, Jose Fernandez from a couple of years ago, and Nolan Ryan from 1987. That's an impressive list and quite a run for a guy um, that doesn't seem to be slowing down, right? I keep waiting for a, a blip on the radar this season, but there really hasn't been one. Yeah, there really hasn't been one at all. And I, you know, I was talking to Neil Walker about him after that last start, and I thought it was interesting. Walker said, you know, I, when I look at aces around the league, I look at guys, and there's probably only a handful really around baseball um, who every time out you know they're going to give you what you need, and you don't have to worry about them being off that day because they'll find a way regardless. And when I say that, you're talking about the Kershaws. You're talking about the Scherzers, the Ariettas, And he said – when those guys do get beat, because everyone gets beat every now and then, uh, I look at how they got beat. Is it because they just got beat up? Is it because they're making errors themselves? Or is it because, you know, it's just the way the ball's bouncing that day and they're getting a little unlucky and things of that nature? And it's like, I see Noah Syndergaard over there now, and, and he's moving into that class for me as a guy who you know, it's not, we hope, you know, this is a big game. We hope he's going to pitch well. No, no, you know he's going to go out there. And, yeah, maybe he'll lose every now and then. But every single time out, without exception, he's going to give you a chance. He's going to find a way, even if his stuff is not 100% what you expect that night, uh, even if his command of one pitch might be lacking, he'll find a way to do it. So we're starting to talk about Noah Syndergaard as being one of the best pitchers in baseball. And I would say another few weeks, certainly another few months of this type of performance, uh, we've all known for a long time that the stuff is there but he's learning how to pitch. He has learned how to pitch, and he's putting it all together in a way that's really uh, just absurd when you look at the statistics that are starting to pop off the page. So uh, I think we're, we're getting to the point where it's no longer hyperbole. This guy is one of the best pitchers in the game, and if he can just add to that track record a little bit and prove that he can do it with consistency over the course of a long summer, you're talking about count on one hand the best pitchers in the game. He's He's right there. Noah Syndergaard is. 
Yeah, scary good, certainly. Uh, not all good news for the Mets right now. Lucas Duda, who really his bat had been missing from the lineup in a sense that he had been struggling so much. Uh, seven for his last 42 before now he heads to the disabled list. Uh, stress fracture of the lower back, which doesn't sound like something that would heal quickly. But four to six weeks, I guess, is the estimate. Uh, they call up Ty Kelly from Las Vegas, who was 27-year-old, hitting the ball great in Las Vegas. Obviously, that's a bit of a launching pad. Um, but overall, what's the plan to fill that first base role for the next four to six weeks? Yeah, it's a major injury, and that four to six weeks is a uh, conservative estimate. It could yeah. certainly be longer than that. Uh, David Wright had an identical injury in 2011 and wound up missing right around exactly two months. Um, so the Mets know they're going to go the bulk of, of the rest of the summer without Lucas Duda. And uh, they're looking at pretty much anything you could possibly think of. Uh, in the very short term, it's going to be Eric Campbell, who has been starting there since Duda's been unable to play. Uh, Wilmer Flores, who has played some first base earlier this season, uh, is due to come off the disabled list possibly as soon as Friday. And I think he's going to get a lot of reps when he comes back. But the Mets are also kicking around some radical ideas. Uh, they're intrigued by the possibility of moving Michael Conforto to first base, which would free them to play, uh, free them up to play Juan Lagares every day in the outfield. Um, problem, of course, Michael Conforto has never played there. David Wright, who said, I'm willing to do anything the team needs, has never really played at first base. And, and despite the fact that that might ultimately be his long-term position uh, as he gets into his mid-30s, I don't think the Mets are quite willing to go down that road just yet. Realistically, they're probably going to have to look outside the organization for help. There are some interesting names out there. Uh, I've heard James Loney's name pop up a couple of times. Uh, you know, if you want to really look at a long-term solution, Chris Carter could be available from the Brewers. Um, you could be looking at something, a more minor deal, like a Kelly Johnson, who was with the Mets last year. So there are names out there, and I do think that there's a chance the Mets act pretty quickly on one of them because, like you said, Lucas Duda is going to be out for a while now, and the sooner the Mets figure out what the solution is to fill that bat, they're not going to find 30 home runs to play her first base every day like they had with Duda, uh, but they do need to replace them, and, and it's kind of a motley crew, I would say, of internal solutions right now. All right, Anthony, one last thing as we look ahead to the week ahead. Once they're done with the Nationals, uh, it's the Dodgers coming to town uh, to City Field. Uh, we saw the nice reaction that Mets fans had for Daniel Murphy when he came back with the Nationals last week. Uh, this weekend will be the first time that Chase Utley comes back to City Field after the <laughs> Ruben Tejada play during the playoffs last year. Expect kind of a different reaction maybe from the uh, the Mets fans this weekend with Utley? I, I would say so. Uh, uh, Daniel Murphy was a player who was well-respected around here for a long time, and I think the fans showed that with the very nice reception they gave Daniel Murphy, uh, uh, someone they used to love. Um, they never loved Chase Utley <laughs> and never will love Chase Utley. And I'll always remember during the uh, uh, Game 3 of the NLDS last year, uh, this was right after Utley had that slide and Ruben Tejada broke his leg, and they went down the, first, the third baseline with the introductions, and the cameraman kind of lingered on Chase Utley for more than a few seconds, and gave the crowd a nice long chance to let their uh, frustration out to vent a little bit at, at Utley's expense. Um, and he was stone-faced through it all. So, yeah, I, I think uh, he's going to get a nice reception. But, you know, if we saw anything from that Dodgers series earlier this month, it's that 
the Mets don't seem to have a ton of interest in retaliation on the field. Um, you know, Ruben Tejada's not here anymore. I think that plays a role in it. But also, this is a team that has uh, much bigger goals in mind than just uh, "quote unquote" getting back at Chase Hutley for what happened last year. Uh, they don't want to deal with a brawl. They don't want to deal with a suspension or anything along those lines. So uh, I think, uh, well, it might not be water under the bridge is the phrase that I would use. Uh, I do think it's something the Mets are willing to turn the other cheek and, and look the other way and say, you know what, what's past is past. The best revenge we can get is just to beat you on the field. Yeah, absolutely. But the fans, I'm sure, will certainly have their say because, of course, Utley, before he was a Dodger, was a Philly. So plenty of hate between the fans and, and Utley over the years. All right, great stuff as always. This has been MLB.com Extras, Mets edition. For Anthony DiComo, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.